You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Korea. Hey guys, it's Freddie Korea. I'm in Vegas, freezing my balls off. We're back. Thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. We have a fun episode today. Uh, we have a swap cast with my buddy all the way from Canada, uh, Cassius Morris from the Cassius Morris Show. We, he, he was coming into Vegas for a whole week with his dad to come uh, visit for the first time for uh, his 21st birthday. And he came out here. He uh, patiently uh waited till um we were able to meet up because i canceled on them one day and we finally did the podcast so shout out to cassius for being a cool ass dude man uh we we had a fun swap cast outside of a venezuelan arepas place um it's a very good f- joint food joint if you ever want to eat some good latin food in vegas it's called viva las arepas uh so shout out to them i asked permission they let me, they let us record. We've been kicked out lately from a lot of places, so now I'm starting to ask permission all the time. So I got to record with Cassius. Cassius, if if you don't remember uh, who he is, if you have if you haven't heard of him, um, if you're part of the church of what's happening now, you you know who it is. But he is a young man who's been interviewing people since he was 12, 13. He interviewed people like Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir. The list goes on and on, guys. He's he's a great podcaster he's been doing it way longer than a lot of us and it was a a pleasure to finally have him on the podcast live because we've done a a show before and i'm going to re-upload that episode by the way of cash's when he was on the podcast um probably about two years ago or so so i'm going to re-upload that one as a bonus episode this week but uh got to have him on the show so that was pretty cool now the reason i'm freezing my balls off is because uh they're working on our heater in the in the on the roof right now and our our heater we've been having issues where you turn it on it stays on for 10 minutes and then it turns off it never reaches its its uh uh, the temperature where we put it on the thermostat so we're putting the thermostat let's say at 78 or 74 i know that's really high just an example um to me that's high because i like being cold lizzie likes to be super warm and and you know cozy me i prefer to be cold and if i need to cover up i'll put on a hoodie or something but anyway we've been having issues with that in our house since we moved in last year we put up with it all winter last year finally we got somebody to come out and look at it they got off the roof they're ready to leave i was about to pay the dude and boom it shut off again so now they're back up there and i have the doors open so yeah i'm freezing my balls off but i like it i like being cold so there you go a little insight story on the Correa family of what we're doing on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, and I hope you enjoyed the episode with Lee Syatt. Uh, that was a really cool episode to have him back on episode 200. So thank you, everybody, all the support. Everybody at... Oh, you know what? Let me give some shout-outs. Uh, everybody uh, showed a lot of... Um, support and a lot of love towards the podcast and shared it with everybody other people so thank you guys uh shout out to gerardo cardona cool homie i've known him since he was a tiny tiny little kid when we were in church up in reno uh shout out to him for always keeping up with the podcast and hitting me up when the new episodes dropping bataborn Don Wrangler, Justin Ruff, it's Tony Perez, Steve Aparicio, Eric Andrade, 
Jose Maria Gomez, uh, and Matun Batu from Twitter, always sharing the podcast. Cool ass person, man. Um, oh, let's, let's do some more uh, shout outs right here. Scott Wharton, a funny comic from the Church of What's Happening Now. He also shared the podcast, so thank you for sharing, bro. Um, that was very nice of you. Just if you guys do that, man, that 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 helps a lot. So thank you guys. Uh, uh, Deborah Hubbard always holding it down she she's she'll 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 tag me on a picture sometimes that she's listening to it in the car and uh you know so she'll show me when she's uh you know listening to it so thank you guys if you guys take screenshots and you share it with people i I really appreciate that uh oh yeah i already said eric andrade westwoods sarah uh sarah shea so thank you guys for sharing the podcast and oh very special shout out to moon Knight lady i forgot to say this uh karina from from uh colorado i've known her from twitter never met her in person but i've known her for a long time and she sent me and my lizzie and myself through another comic that was coming into vegas she sent us a little gift and and like a nice holiday card so thank you so much that was very sweet of you for doing that um and of course grandpa nicotine always happy to see him on twitter i still never seen his face um but these people man they go back they go back moon Knight lady grandpa nicotine chapel 101 they all go back to a long time listening to the podcast so thank you guys my man grumpzilla Alyssa, all the way from canada as well always sharing the podcast Alyssa harder from bombastic girl oxygen these are a lot of shout outs guys but i'm just happy to to be able to uh you know uh to 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 be able to share a podcast something that we create you know in a way it is art it's something we're putting together we're spending time editing and and just putting it up so so that you guys can have some entertainment while you're out there holiday shopping or at work you know oh and my man scott cunningham from the church of what's happening now thank you for sharing it with the the actual group he's the guy that created the church the group the the one that's um the real church of what's happening group on facebook and um he shared the podcast i i don't like to spam people on, on groups so i really appreciate that scott thank you for sharing that and um and my man oh in england too um my buddy john joyce sent me a really nice uh, message saying that he was very grateful that you know we we brought him up on the last episode with lee uh and giving him a shout out and you know what it reminds me when when i get when i get shout outs by felipe or uncle joey and you know it it's really cool man to to hear someone you know you never met someone thousands of miles away to bring up your name and stuff and i think it's pretty cool man so i appreciate you john joyce for uh your support brother and hey i want to give a shout out to your son too billy you know that's really cool he sent me a message i'm not gonna read the message out you know he sent me but pretty much he said that his son heard the 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 shout out on the radio when he was playing it well not the radio but you know the car stereo or whatever Uh, i think it was a car but i he was playing it for him so he was hearing a little bit of the podcast and he thought it was like wow that's so cool that you you got people you know that know you out here in the United States and stuff. And so shout out to Billy, man, Billy, I, I believe he's nine years old and, uh, he's a cool, he's a cool ass dude, man. Well, I didn't mean to say ass. Sorry, bro, <laughs> but he, he's a cool dude, man. Shout out to Billy. That's so cool. Uh, to be all, you know, excited about his dad and everything. And, and, um, 
so uh, thank, thanks john joyce that, that's very nice it was very touching that the message you sent bro so thank you for that hope to uh see you one day in england when lizzie and i go out there and visit uh definitely want to link up when i don't know i really shoot i i have no idea we're just you know it's been a while but we've been we pretty much been getting back on our feet financially so it's been you know buying a house all the expenses and remodeling so going through a lot of stuff oh and by the way one of the things i like to do when i'm podcasting or when i'm listening to podcasts is i i uh i'm doing some construction at the house you know last year i showed you guys pictures of us um remodeling ripping out the floors the carpet the tile now i'm on a new project and i'm adding a door to what used to be the garage and before us they converted the garage into a master bedroom so it's a big ass room and i'm gonna pretty much make it into a little studio so i'll let you know how that goes i'm cut i really bought the door i ripped out the the sheetrock um now i'm just getting ready to do some framing so the framing that goes around the door and all that uh so hopefully the house doesn't fall on top of me but uh I'll keep you updated on that. So that's that's a fun little project I got going on. And I just throw on my AirPods and boom, just listen to any podcast that's interesting. So cool, guys. Uh, thank you, guys. Again, here's this episode with the Swapcasts with Cassius Morris. Uh, again, you're going to love this episode. This guy, um, he's a really smart smart dude and he's always been wanting to do comedy and you'll hear uh us talk about it how he wanted to do stand-up and recently he did it he finally did some stand-up and he he loved it and i loved it he did great so i'm happy for cassius i'm happy he's finally doing uh what he wanted to do a long time ago so uh check out his podcast as well guys it is the cassius morris show uh and you might you could just put in his name by the way on youtube and oh my god you'll be amazed all the people he's interviewed uh gene simmons from kiss you know uh so many people and he's a smart dude he knows how to get uh the conversation going when it comes to an interview so you're you're gonna hear me talk a lot okay i'm just fucking talking out of my ass and he just there listening patiently so thank you for being patient cassius <laughs> uh it was a lot of fun man all right guys you guys have a good rest of the week oh and i hope you enjoyed the bonus episode with lee syatt uh episode 100 since i have him on 200 i'm re-releasing episode 200 i mean 100 for your listening pleasure so you could see uh the difference where lee is now and where he was years ago when he was on the podcast and i'm gonna do the same for cassius i'm kind of gonna you know what i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna start re-releasing episodes gonna i think i'm gonna name them throwback episodes and start numbering them as well yeah so re-releasing some episodes and that's something i want to start doing when i don't have something new for you at least i want to release a new episode for you so you could uh listen to it and and if you have listened to it before or or not it, you know i'm it's going to be entertaining so all right guys enjoy the show peace check check one two there we are okay cool. we're on we're live. We're live. We'll do it live. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> live on two podcasts. Yeah, yeah. This is true. crazy right now, man. We're on two podcasts, and uh, 
Who knows? Maybe Lizzie will put us on her Instagram. I don't know. We got Lizzie Correa. Say what's up. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> you made me go on. <laughs> I just forced you I to jump on, on her. Hey. Surprise cameo. And then uh, to my right, we got my father, Andrew Morris. What's going on? How you doing, everybody? And where are we at, Freddie? We're at Viva Las Arepas. Ooh. Uh, it's a Venezuelan food place, food joint. Right outside of the strip. Well, it's it's on Las Vegas Boulevard, but this is considered not really the strip anymore. Right. It's this is the spot where you start going into the wedding chapels. Remember mm-hmm. all those famous wedding chapels it, where Elvis could marry you and all that. Yeah, the movies yeah, and all that. <laughs> exactly. They're like, <laughs> this is it right here. And uh, but um, yeah, this is where we're at. Just got, brought you guys to eat here. I wanted to give you guys a little taste of a Latin joint yeah. in uh, Venezuelan man. I. You know what? Venezuelan food is really good. It is. This is my first time trying it. I had the empanadas. I've, yeah. is, that, is that like a beginner? I feel like that's a good beginner. You did great. That was yeah. a great choice. Yeah. Me and your dad did uh, the pabellon plate. How'd you like that one, Drew? Oh, that was awesome. Really, I recommend it. Yeah. He did it right because he has a sample. He has like a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's, right. it's shredded beef. It's marinated. You got the rice. You got the beans. Um... The, the fried plantain mm-hmm. and then you throw the egg the fried egg on it <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's great it was so good i've seen a lot of stuff out here with fried egg they like to sort of spice it up a little bit put a little flair to it yeah dude you know what i noticed japanese people love fried eggs too hmm. they, there's this japanese place called fuku burger hmm. and they throw an egg on all their burgers Damn. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a good style. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're from Reno originally, right? Yeah. Nevada? Yeah. yeah. What's the food scene like out there? Uh, you know, Reno is, I hate, I, I don't want to sound like I'm just don't shitting on my- Don't talk down on I know. I'm, just <laughs> on my, I'm looking I'm at the shit. looks back and forth here. <laughs> well, she was born and raised there. Okay. I was just raised there, but um, you know- not, it's, not it's been popping it's growing okay yeah i, mean, I guess not, so it but doesn't have like a name to it but i mean it's, it's right. growing here's the thing we moved out here in 2012 and before that as far as latin food the only latin food i ever ate was cuban food if my dad cooked it hmm. but i never went to a cuban restaurant okay until i moved to vegas because right. there's so many cubans here and i've never had anything other than mexican food and salvadoran food which is where she's from mm-hmm. well her parents <laughs> Shout out So like pupusas They're like Salvatrucha Pupusas Salvatrucha is what you call Salvadorans <laughs> like right. Thank you But pupusas It's kind of like an arepa mm-hmm. Except it's not cut open It's oh. all stuffed It's like right. stuffed with other stuff It's all like they're, they're Latins are just hacks They just fucking copy each other <laughs> <laughs> And they just call it something else It's like a gordita You know <laughs> Yeah Open a good spot Change the name <laughs> yeah. At least they have the recipe down though Oh yeah It's still amazing It tastes so good But that's all I knew As far as Latin food As far as Asian food Chinese and Vietnamese Right It wasn't until we moved here Where I started trying other stuff You know Taiwanese hmm. Thailand You know uh, uh, What's the Mongolian, Korean, Korean, right? Oh, Korean. Mm. That's a good. That's a big one, right? Barbecue there. and all that. Korean barbecue. Yeah, yeah I've that's had it at a food food court. I feel like a hack. I'm like, I can't even say I've had uh, <laughs> Korean barbecue <laughs> in a food court. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. You know, it's like 
notice how excited I'm talking about food. It's like I know. I just, yeah, got done, <laughs> I just got done eating, and I'm just like all passionate about it. Like yeah, we're about to go back in here. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you come like to a place like Las Vegas, were you familiar? Were you guys familiar with the spot, or like did you have to go out on foot and like find all the good spots, find bad spots, and go through them? We were familiar, but it was because we would come visit probably like twice a year. Okay. We the first time we came, Lizzie and I, we came in two thousand five when we first got married. Okay. We stayed at the Stratosphere. Oh, right there. Nice. Yeah, same place where you guys went to see the comedy club. That's right. Uh, and this is all way before I did comedy, so I never imagined I was gonna be a comedian or anything. Really? And then work at the Stratosphere. But right. that was the first time we stayed there. After that, years passed, and we would come with friends to visit, and we would stay at Excalibur or Luxor, and we would party out here a lot so yeah. we would come out here because we were raised like very hardcore christians her dad's a, the pastor of the church where we grew up in so we were very sheltered from partying and all that so mm. we were late bloomers in the sense where we <laughs> we didn't party till like our late 20s right okay so weird so you, you, know? you took your time to to figure that part out i guess so yeah right. yeah but that that was kind of like so i guess that to answer the question that's kind of like how we got familiarized. We would come out here so much. That's so know? cool. So then, so at what point did the comedy come in? Comedy? 2005, you came out here. Uh, no, we came out, well, yeah. To so, visit. To visit. Comedy didn't happen until 2011. So what happened there? <clears throat> I, th I think YouTube, the internet, mm. helped a lot. The, I never knew I wanted to be a comedian, hmm. but it was more like... I always had that that I was always an attention whore, you know. Like right. I wanted to have the attention. I wanted hey, to look make, at me, you know. Look at me. I'm yeah. making people. I, I like. I would try to make people laugh. Or um, there was a a point in my life where I would like imitate Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. When I was a young teenager, and I would like dance like him. And <laughs> really. My mom put me in talent. He's embarrassed of these videos and these photos, and I'm like so proud. I'm like. <laughs> I never did that. I, I would be like the quiet little <laughs> sh shy one in the corner. Yeah. You were dancing out stage doing yeah. all these nice little twirls. I was grabbing my crotch on stage. <laughs> yeah. You were just a big fan? Yeah, I was a huge fan since I was a kid. That's crazy. Yeah, Me and yeah. my pops were just talking about this the other day because we saw a bunch of them. And I was saying like, first of all, what does it take to be like in one of the shows? Like imagine the audition room, just a bunch of mics mm -hmm. just sitting there. Yeah. But like, so you got in the, t the talent shows for it. Yeah, my, my mom would, at one point, she she would force me to do it. <laughs> she would, And I was so embarrassed because I was already about to turn, you know, I think the last time I did it was I was 14. Okay. And I'm like. He's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it. like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> when I think of it, like, when I met you online, you were 14 interviewing mm -hmm. Joe Rogan. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Adam Carolla. I'm on stage trying to act like Michael Jackson, you know, with the hat, you know. I'm like, I don't think I should be doing this. I, I, I don't want, and my friends at school would make fun of me. Um, oh. <laughs> like, not in a bad way, but they would try, they would. They would try to put me on the spot and say, do the moves, do the moves, you know, and it was just embarrassing. It was so uh, embarrassing. I can kind of relate. I was the Kiss kid in school. Oh, yeah. I lo always loved, like, love, I still Kiss. love Kiss. Yeah, you yeah. You know, but like, it got to the point where like, random people would come up to me and be like, you're obsessed with Kiss, right? And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, but who are you? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But word just spread. So, I, I guess people would probably assume if you came to Vegas that you'd, you'd end up being a mic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that didn't happen. Let me ask you this. How yeah. was it when you interviewed, um, 
and uh, I, I know you're a Kiss fan, so I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So I apologize in advance. What's his name? Richard? From Kiss? Yeah, the main singer. I got Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yeah. How was it? He got to interview him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw the video. How was that? You got <laughs> to interview one of your heroes right there. Yeah, dude. That was crazy. Like, being honest, that was a conversation I'd rehearsed in my head for about 10 years. Yeah. It was just one of those things where I was ready. You know, I, I stood around there for six hours waiting for the interview for yeah. Gene. And I was just replaying the... I said, I need five questions that I can immediately grab. There you go. That's what I said. I need five questions I can immediately grab and just ask them. Yeah. And uh, I just rehearsed those questions, man. And I went to talk to him. And it was eye-opening. Yeah. It, he's one of those guys where we're, when you're around him, mm. you're in Gene's world. Mm. Like, you're just a part of a little universe that's going yeah. on. And the second he leaves, everything, is go, everything goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah. But I was standing there with him. And about where you are, where the window is behind us here, about a couple feet, there was about five or six security guards all in black staring at me, intimidating. And yeah, it was just, it was incredible. 18. 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I regret is wearing a fake chain on video there. (laughs) Other than that, (laughs) everything was perfect. It was a fashion uh, fashion mistake. Gene was like, I can afford 20 real ones of that, uh, but I'm still going to give this kid some time. (laughs) I appreciated that. But yeah, it was funny. He pulled out his cell phone and he actually fired or almost fired one of his employees right in front of me. Whoa. Yeah. So, because. Why? why? Well, I got in a conversation with him. I was like, because he had this box set that came out and people kept saying it was a $5,000 box set. Yeah. So I, t- I asked him, what's up with this box set? He goes, actually, that's not true. You better get your facts straight. I said, with all due respect, my facts are straight. As a matter of fact, let me pull it up right now. He goes, okay, show me your phone, pull it up. I pulled it up. He goes, is this new? I said, yeah, it's new. He goes, my guys are asleep at the wheel. He goes, hold on, pulls out his phone, kiss cu- case, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and he dictates an email to Siri. You fucking idiots. Why did you mess up my website? You fucks. Like, he's just cussing. He's going crazy. I was like, damn. But, you know, I guess to answer, to be in the presence of someone who's that big of a powerhouse for real, who employs, like, hundreds of people, it's just an energy that can't be recreated. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah, it's crazy. And so, how long did that interaction last then? That interview was about eight, nine minutes. Wow. Yeah. And I've met him on two other occasions one time very briefly we, we took a family photo yeah and then uh, the other time I, he signed my stuff in Toronto like yeah. I flew out for them I've done a ton, ton of shit for Kiss man and now, yeah. now it's not as much you yeah. know what I mean Cause especially because they're ending yeah but you know again <laughs> again yeah <laughs> the last time was in 99 yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's the thing with Motley Crue too yesterday they just announced that they're coming back and reuniting and I don't know if you saw it but when they announced their farewell they sign contracts to say they legally cannot regroup and they were bragging about it all over the place we'll be breaking the law if we regroup blah 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 and then yesterday they announced a reunion oh wow and not only did they do one farewell concert in Edmonton Mm -hmm. they came back the next year and did another one of the same tour yeah so it's like make up your minds guys yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. a lot of these guys are crazy they just keep coming back yeah man share 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 yeah out here I can imagine yeah she fucks around out here have yeah, you been to the kiss uh golf thing here at the no Rio? not Dude. yet i want to see oh that my gosh, you're gonna I'm go surprised. do a show with uh what's the name pretty boy yeah so yeah i'm probably gonna go Rio. to go to there yeah Dude, yeah check it out man it's, kiss golf. it's such a good spot 
and, so and it's cool. indoors. Everything's neon, hmm. black lights, the it, music, it, the going music, on, of nice, course. all Kiss music. Yeah, it's really cool, dude. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah, I went there for a work event with uh, my job, and we just did like an employee like appreciation thing there, and it was really cool, dude. Nice. Yeah. So how about you with with the podcast? Who who was the one interview that you saw or that you did, and you were like, this is this is cool you know like this is nice. uh I, like a game changer type of thing yeah like or just one that really i guess made an impression on you because I, I think every podcaster has one that they really carry with them you know yeah uh i think um when i interviewed uh michael wheels parisi um nice. he he's he's andrew dice's clay's uh best friend oh cool an opener and he's been doing comedy for like over 30 years you know Wow. So he lives out here in Vegas. When I first moved to Vegas, I met him and I had him on the podcast and the advice that he gave on that podcast was so motivational. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 the way he speaks, he's very positive. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like I I I've had a lot of people on the podcast where it's great to conversate, it's fun. Yeah. I have a blast, but that really impacted me. Hmm. Because after I had I had him on the podcast a Saturday and I think it, I had been we had been out here in Vegas for about a, a, a little over a year okay. and I had done maybe one or two guest spots at LA Comedy Club. Right. I'm only 2 years deep into comedy and right now? With, uh no. At that point. At that point. Okay, got you, yeah. But when, after I interviewed Wheels, I went out there like, fuck this crowd. I'm going to fuck them up. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm, this is going to be my show this time. Like, and I had such a great set that the owner of LA Comedy Club, Matt, asked me to be a regular host at their other club at Planet Hollywood called uh, Las Vegas Live. Okay. Which is where Edwin San Juan is now. And that's still there. That's still okay. there. Okay. I didn't see that when I was up there. Yeah. That's cool. And and so I became the regular host there, and that helped me develop, because now I had a regular spot on a Friday every week. Wow. and And that really helped me a lot develop. So I think having wheels on the podcast, I've been thinking of asking him again, see if he could do it again, but uh, it, w- it was great. Wow. Because this is a comedy store regular guy, a guy that's, he started doing comedy Back in the 80s in mm-hmm. Pips Comedy Club up in New York, he became wow. friends with, with Dice and he became Andrew Dice Clay's opener ever since that. So That's I don't know crazy. if you ever hear Dice, it, every time he's on Joe Rogan's or he always brings up Wheels. Right. And Wheels is a character. I'll, I'll be honest, he's a character. Like, <laughs> there's this story that Drew, that, that no, uh, not Andrew Dice Clay said, but when he, w- him and Eleanor Kerrigan were on Joe Rogan's, Joe Rogan told a story that Wheels lied to him and said that he was a professional pool player. Oh, really? And he was great at it. And he's like, so we started betting one night. And till this day, Wheels still owes me $20 because I, I destroyed him. <laughs> he's like, I destroyed him. He was a liar. He, he was trying to act like he was going to beat me. He ends up beating him. And he's like, till this day, he still owes me $20. And I told <laughs> wheels the story i said i heard the story on joe rogan he's like why do you think i never paid him back i'm like why <laughs> he's like because if i pay him back he'll stop talking about it <laughs> nah, yeah. i need that promotion i need those plugs <laughs> that's funny yeah so but that's a milestone for you yeah to me that was it yeah. having michael wheels parisi on the podcast it was great such wow. a and and to to kind of like a full circle on that sense so 
after doing that, I became a regular host at LA Comedy Club and and at Vegas Live. My first feature gig was thanks to Wheels. He hmm. booked me uh, to do the my first feature. You know, I I didn't. You know, a lot a lot of comics when they first start doing comedy right away, like six months into it, they're like, oh yeah, I got forty minutes. Mm-hmm. I got fifty minutes in a can. I could do I could do forty minutes on stage. Yeah, but it's all shit. It's all garbage. Right. You know, it's not forty of your best. It's right? not yeah. the best best. Yeah. At this time, I had I was not even close to being fifteen or twenty minutes when he asked me to feature, which is probably at this point I'm about four or five years into it, and he had me do it. Wow. I was so grateful because he he paid me like 150 or 200 something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's great for comics for people who don't realize. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like honestly. And I don't live off of comedy. Mm-hmm. I, I have my full time job. Yeah. Um, but it is great. It's still great to be a, to do 15 minutes and get paid close yeah. to 200. You know, because like I see he, people do it for free all the time. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. If you do something. Uh, that you love for free if you're willing to do it for the rest of your life eventually you deserve to get paid for it uh, i agree I, Preach. I, I, think I, heard yeah. <laughs> I think who was it it was um jason tebow and steve simone said that mm. and it stuck with me great guys yeah i love yeah. that yeah. that's crazy so y- you were you were on stage at the stratosphere you said basically i'm gonna make the crowd nervous to see me you know, like screw these, screw these guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make them laugh. Yeah, I went there with a lot of confidence. Did you catch the bug right after that? Like for real? Because I know you were. It was starting to get to you. The comedy bug. Yeah. I gotta say, the comedy bug started in 2011, so like a okay. year before that. So you already, are you, you already were yeah. into it at that point. Yeah. Because yeah. what you asked me earlier was, what made me want to do it, right? Or yeah. how did it? It was the internet. Yes. I being an attention whore <laughs> and, and having owning a camera mm-hmm. when i owned my first video camera me and my friend would start doing skits right that's a volatile mix of attention in the camera yes <laughs> absolutely we started doing like these like trying to imitate saturday night live and stuff like that all right uh on my talk boy i used to have a talk boy remember that Is from it? home alone i don't no you, you, it's I'm like sure if I little, saw it, it's like this little, <laughs> it's this little cassette recorder. It was handheld. It looked kind of like a gun because it was like, like with the trigger, but it was mm. the record button, <laughs> and it had a microphone on top, and you were talking to it. Then you could hit slow motion, fast forward. Oh. So I used to try to before podcasting, before I even even thought of it, podcasting, I used to try to imitate the radio, try to do my right. own radio shows and mixing music and stuff like that. So right. there was, and then I would show it off. To friends, mm, yeah, or my my mom. Oh, look what I could do, you know. Right, but That's you didn't post kinda, it. No, yeah, there was no internet. Right, you know. So you just you you would actually just do a podcast and like just show it to friends. Posting Word of mouth. It, posting back then was sharing it. Just showing right. it to my yeah. friends. Yeah, right. I will. I'll run downstairs to the big boombox and play it. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's or, or awesome. Go to the cassette player and, and show the videos that we would do and stuff. So damn, YouTube came around, mm-hmm. and me and Tony, my best friend, uh, we still did skits yeah so we started putting on on youtube facebook was starting to blow up and and then people started telling me on facebook hey you should do you should be a comedian man you're always making me laugh with your videos and these videos when i look back they're horrible (laughs) (laughs) like why were you guys laughing at this you guys are idiots (laughs) (laughs) this made you laugh (laughs) yeah well i should definitely do comedy (laughs) (laughs) so people would tell me that so i don't know how to do it i don't have no idea well, there was um, a, a morning radio show um, 
with this guy named Panama. That was his nickname, the radio host. And mm-hmm. his sidekick was Dave McCarelli, a comedian. Okay. And while I'm at work being a cable guy, I would listen to them and I would prank call them. As oh. an adult, okay, this is how much of a <laughs> immature person I am. <laughs> Here I am, 22, 23 years old, and I'm prank calling the radio station and hanging up and just dying laughing, like <laughs> just having a blast, you know? Right. Calling my coworkers, hey, tune into uh, the Buzz, uh, whatever station it was at the time, and I'm going to call in right now. And I've had characters. I had this character called the Drunken Mexican. Yeah. And I just sound like a drunk with a thick Mexican accent. It was like a crank yankers type of thing with like yes. characters and shit. That's exactly, awesome. dude. That's cool. So this guy, Dave McRelly, uh, he would announce when he was going to do a show locally in Reno. And he was going to do a show at the Nugget. Okay. Uh, the Golden Nugget in Carson City. Uh, I decided to go out. We decided to go, right? Mm-hmm. We went to go see him. And this is the first time I meet him face to face. And then I confessed to him that I was the guy that would uh, prank call. Wow. And and I thought he was gonna be pissed off. <laughs> right. And um and he's like, and dude, he slapped you. I'm just gonna hear he's like, he's like, that's so funny. I, I actually thought he was gonna be pissed be off that I was prank calling them all the time. But he liked it. With the, they're idiots, though. Why didn't they fucking pre pre-screen the calls? You yeah, know? That's, that's it was all basic. live. I yeah, just Dave cussed. Corelli, if you're hearing this, <laughs> yeah, no, but no. <laughs> like, no. Why wouldn't you pre-screen? Why? So that's true. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, after his show, I said you were so funny, blah blah blah, and then he's like. Hey man, you ever thought about doing comedy? And here it is now coming from a comedian. Hmm. So I'm like, ah, yeah, but I don't know how. He's like, here, you go to an open mic, prepare two, three minutes, gave me the rundown, and it still passed maybe another six months, and then finally I did it, and nice. that's when I caught the bug. Oh, okay, wow, because yeah. that's I, so cool. I, I I put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I said, hey guys, I'm gonna do comedy, and bro, people were so supportive. I, I had nice. like, it was like this hipster. Uh, <laughs> dive hole in the wall bar called third street bar mm-hmm. where they did an open mic all white kids college kids and i packed that place with like 60 mexicans ah, <laughs> word of mouth just facebook through and facebook dude yeah people showed up it was a comedy competition the format of the open mic it was like at the end you would see who was the funniest whatever right i won not because i was funny but because I brought so many people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they voted for it. <laughs> Sold some drinks. You did some shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I won. And, bro, that laugh, that laughter just, mm. I had to keep doing it, keep chasing it. I won. So the next week I went there again. Half of the friends showed up. I didn't bomb until the third time. Okay. I ate shit. You think that's luck? Do you think most people bomb before their third performance or no? I think the right way to do it, to be honest, is... Don't tell anybody and just do it and bomb okay. a lot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so don't invite don't invite friends. No. <laughs> so you took a chance. I took a chance. I am lucky <laughs> because a lot of people that do what I do will do what I did that I've seen in my little comedy career of eight, nine years that I've been doing it. I've seen a lot of people do it the way I did it. Yeah. But they're not around anymore mm. because it's this false hope that you have mm. when you have all your friends laughing and of course they're gonna laugh at your setup. Of course, you know I'll send you my video of my first. I'll send it to you later. It's like private on YouTube now, but <laughs> at least you have it. Yeah, it's a yeah, and it's great to have it. But you could just hear it. They're laughing at setups. They're laughing, at, and, and it felt great. It felt so good. But the moment they stop coming, or the moment they hear you do the same jokes, it's like, when are you gonna write new jokes or whatever? Yeah, I have a lot of friends uh, or acquaintances, I would say, that 
did it that way and mm-hmm. they're not doing comedy no more. They mm-hmm. gave up. Because of that initial yeah. f- quote unquote I guess false false hope feeling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's 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 and that's why a lot of people talk shit about comedy classes. Mm-hmm. Because comedy classes you pay you know, I think they're very beneficial, but you pay money to learn shit you could just learn on the internet yes nowadays or podcast yeah absolutely you know you know more about comedy than a lot of people yeah you know that just because of podcast just because of podcast exactly. yeah. it's, it's this new way of learning yeah so a lot of people shit on comedy schools because you're paying them money and the guy teaching it's never somebody that's successful it's always like some <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some guy <laughs> if it worked he wouldn't be it's teaching like, the com- yeah exactly <laughs> it's like a failed comic kind of like uh was that show with um uh the guy from Saturday Night Live he's a serial killer uh, oh wow. uh, is it that Barry, Barry. Oh, okay have you Barry. heard of that show Barry? I was thinking Dexter or something like that it's kind of like that, that guy yeah Barry is like this wannabe actor but he's also like a killer hmm. it's a really cool show but anyways, uh, without giving you the spoilers, he is trying to be an actor in Hollywood, so he's going to comedy classes. I mean, uh, acting, acting classes. classes. But of course, the teacher is a failed actor. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Like That is funny. And it's the guy that from the Fonz from Happy Days. He, oh, yes, yeah, Winkler, yes. yeah. Yeah, Winkler. And he's a great actor, but um, uh, he's so good at playing a failed actor. It's, it's, right. it's amazing. Certain vibe. So... That's why a lot of people that go to these comedy classes and, and and they pay for this money. And I don't know if you know this, but like in comedy classes, at the end when you graduate, they have you invite all your friends and family. Oh. So then you perform. It's, it's almost the same setting. Right. And here you are with this false hope. Now you're right. going to get sent into the comedy world and eat shit now. Ah, uh, you know you what? Know? That's interesting because I did magic classes as a kid uh-huh. and it was the same setup. Oh yeah! At the end, we did a show. We we practiced our tricks with one another. I think it was good, but at the same time, your family's not going to boo you. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they're all <laughs> everybody very kid. supportive. Yeah, which is great. You yeah. know, there's there's really nothing wrong with it. I think <clears throat> I think that's why people shit on it. Mm-hmm. I took some comedy classes after the fact that I started it. I learned oh. a lot. There's a lot of beneficial things you could learn. From, Interesting. Know? So, yeah, I, I took a comedy class from from this guy named Dante, mm-hmm. and um. What I liked about his class, it was more like he taught you the business. Okay. Yeah. Because some that's important. Yeah. Some comedy classes they 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 try to teach you to be funny, and no one mm. could teach that. No. You no. learn it. Yeah. I do believe that people could suck really bad on stage, and you become better by doing it. You just got to keep doing it. Yes. You hear stories of Sebastian. Even Joey will say it. He was struggling for a long time. He was, was he? Yeah. To, <clears throat> I mean, he always had like this talent, but. <clears throat> He wasn't as great as he is now, obviously. It's because he made himself that way. He worked his ass off. He worked his ass off. He was working as a waiter, and he... That's a, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Las Vegas, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, uh, I just got distracted by this uh, guy that looked like he was wearing a romper. I thought, uh, this isn't Miami, is it? No. no it's like, he's wearing like oh. a... You know, like there's Hawaiian shirts, and he's wearing... A, the matching shorts for he it. looks like the produce aisle that's what he looks like <laughs> it's awful <Shit>. <laughs> oh <laughs> but comedy class is what you were touching yes. on <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> squirrel i just looked at him oh, oh shit <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> but you think it's worth it though like i think so in some cases i, I think guess. so just yeah. just for, uh you just gotta be careful don't get ripped off yeah because in comedy people will take advantage of you 
people will use you and everything. And, and that's one of the reasons I love Joey. Yes. Because Joey knows all about the business. He's mm -hmm. been through it all. And, like, when he asked me to open for him uh, at the South Point, like, maybe, like, four or five years ago, he... I was willing to do for free, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm opening for one of my heroes. Exactly. You right? know, this is amazing. Yeah. He comes up to me with the envelope and pays me. Wow. You know. And he didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. It was it was for ten minutes on each night, two nights, and it was <clears throat> no offense to Michael Wheels, Parisi, but it was way more. You yeah. Know what I mean, and I was like, wow, I didn't right need to, you know, like this is crazy. Right. So like, there's people that will use you. And take advantage of you, but then there's people that will do the opposite of that. Yeah, and teach you that you're worth something. That there's a value to you, you know. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's so you true. Know? It's almost hard to come by a lot in entertainment because it's it's a business where people are trying to get ahead at all costs, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a big factor of it. You yeah, know. Yeah. What do you think are some of the the most important like business tips? I guess for somebody who might not know, like for stand up business tips yeah like you know i i think there's just a i think there's a certain way to deal with people in comedy but it's hard to articulate i think yeah you know it's well a smart business move is you know there's gonna be people that are funny right off the start yeah i have a friend named jocelyn that started a year after me jocelyn sharp she was funny from the beginning yeah she's a killer but when you're not funny from the beginning you are going to be funny but what i mean is you're not seasoned so there's a lot of like there's a lot of things you need to grow in comedy still so while you're there remember and acknowledge that and make yourself useful to other people and so that you yeah. can get like the stage time so that's good a smart business move is for example with edwin san juan i grew a lot under him he was my mentor for a long time okay and i learned so much from him i'm very grateful but at the same time i wasn't just when he came into town and he got offered to be the resident headliner mm -hmm. at planet hollywood from these guys is like that used to be just a regular comedy club they right. would swap comics every week they wanted to have him there always wow so he now he that's his job now you know that's crazy yeah it's like the carrot top like resident like something right. like that wow. and he's been there already over five years and Damn. So, <clears throat> when comics saw that there was a new comic here giving spots, time, you know, stage time, they flocked and they would just like go over there and just hang out. But they, they would just show up and smoke weed and just get drunk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would show up with my Zoom. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, Edwin, you want to record your set? Do you want to record audio? Do you want to record ah. video? Make yourself useful in a way, you know? Yeah. Maybe a little interview after the show. Interviews, yeah. yeah. And I ended up um, producing this podcast. He started a podcast for a while, and it was very successful for a long time. Nice. And uh, so there's things like that. You know, make, making yourself useful, I think, is very important. Yeah. But then you also have to be careful because some people will take advantage of it. Yes. So that's the part where, you know, if, if you're doing comedy, <clears throat> more likely you're over 21 because you, you can't really perform. Uh, before that unless right. you know it's like a bar or like a coffee shop you can uh, slip in I guess you but can slip yeah, in yeah it's not easy but even people that are adults you would think you know uh, you'd be smarter than that but there's people who will take advantage yeah you know and, and by that I mean like um, and I uh, here's one thing I learned from this guy named Jack Jr he's the 
he's the son of the owners of the Haha ha Comedy Club. Okay. And you probably heard that mm-hmm. Haha ha definitely before, right? They have a, quite a few, right? Yeah, they ha- used to have two. Okay. Now it's just one. Okay. But um, like uh, D'Agostino, yep. he used to be one of the managers there. Oh, wow. Like, it, okay. It's a great club. Anyway, Jack Jr. told me something maybe like two, three years ago. He said, um, when somebody's trying to ask you for something, you need to figure out what, what they're going to give you in return. Yeah. As far as comedy goes. Like, if, like I live in Vegas. So mm-hmm. comics see me as like, oh, man, Freddie could give me some stage time in this. Yeah. Night. And it's not really like that. I don't really have the power to give you stage time. Right. You know? But if I'm willing to vouch for somebody, when I go to L.A., are you going to vouch for me? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that's, exactly. that's the kind of, I think, business advice I would give. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's very important. Well, that's the thing because everybody's trying to level up, so to speak. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really make sense to... It has to be a mutual thing, yeah, I think, if, if it's going to make sense. Yeah. You know? No, no. I, I would throw in, having worked at a club for a while, and I don't know what it's like here because that's in Canada, mm-hmm. when people leave during the show, when they're on the show, that's a big faux pas, at least in Edmonton. I don't know how it is here. Do people typically do their sets and leave? Um, like features, I mean. Like like after their sets? Yeah, like if, let's say we have six comics at the Strat. Yeah. And uh, Willie was up the other night and he asked for this guy the, who was performing. Where is he at? And they said he left and the whole room was sort of like, ah. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, but that's what I always hear in Edmonton. I always hear stay for the whole show, be gracious. Oh, yeah. But you can't always. You can't always if you have prior engagements. That's I would the say. thing. Yeah, go do another set. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I mean, that happens. I, I think it's important to stay. Yeah. If you can. If you can. I, I like to be the guy that shakes hands afterwards. I like to mm-hmm. shake. And again, being the attention whore, I want people. I want to hear it. Great set. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to reaffirm when it. I when I eat shit, and we all do. You know, people think just because he's been doing it for a while. No, even Joe. That's why I love Joe because Joe's so honest. He'll be like, "Yeah, I, I ate dicks at the comedy store." You know, like, yeah, <laughs> like this is a guy that's been doing it over thirty years. Seriously, and he still he says he eats dicks. You know, <laughs> and, and and maybe to other people, he did he did great, but right. he knows to himself he bombed to himself. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. when I do bomb. I don't want to talk to them afterwards. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just maybe I maybe I'll talk to them, but. Or sometimes there's an audience that you, you just don't like. Yeah. You're like, this this is a dumb audience or something like that. And then you just stay away. But for the most part, I try to I try to always say hi or bye. Like the other night we did um uh Sam Tripoli show downtown. Oh nice with Eddie? Yeah, nice. Eddie Bravo. How was that? I wish I would have stayed for the whole show, but yeah. I opened <clears throat> and then I rushed here. Oh yeah. So I had to do the spot here, but I wish I would have stayed because it, it was so cool to it's so cool there's a difference when you're just working at a comedy club and people are just coming because it's a comedy club yes not necessarily coming to see the comedian that must happen at the laugh factory a lot yes because it's a big name yeah 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 the laugh at like when you hear don Marrero is going mm-hmm. there people go there to see don Marrero. like yes there's people that draw mm-hmm. well sam's show was a draw yeah everybody was there for him and eddie yes because their podcast has been blowing out tinfoil hat yeah and it's so different to do a show let's say compared to a regular comedy club where nobody knows really who's the headliner yeah i mean it's gonna be a fun show but nobody mm-hmm. really knows who they're then when you go to see when you perform for an audience that's there because they're a fan of the headliner 
yeah it's so different like it's a when big I, vibe like when i did it for joey yeah because it's just the the it's like the environment is just um, it's amazing wow it's it's so amazing it's electric it's electric yes it, it was great now here's where it comes kind of like again i said full circle earlier <laughs> but when you become a comic that you could draw and your fans are coming to see you yes perform it's almost like th- that first mic i did because they're uh, all there for you yes they're all there to support you oh okay you so that is not in a good way per se this time it's right? in a good way oh it is in a good way yeah okay. because you earned it now oh, okay i see what you mean it's not out of yeah. graciousness it's because you put out a product that they yeah. like now they come see you so wow. like when rogan goes out there and he's selling out now arenas yep it's because he built this exactly he deserves it through what he actually already did yes. not just because oh i know this guy or yeah. whatever yeah personally yeah wow yeah, dude yeah dude that's insane yeah it's so you you mentioned the first time you bombed you didn't get into the story what, oh, yeah. what was that what was that like did you expect it no <laughs> no because you did so you did good the first yeah, two, two yeah. times yeah it was uh my 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 other best friend sammy who now does comedy lizzie was there sammy and sammy had been to the other two prior shows so sammy when he saw me do it he wanted to do comedy okay and i think that might have scared him i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't start till like another three years after but oh wow but bro it was it was insane because like i said first time it was a bunch of uh, not just Mexicans. There was Salvadorans, yeah. Latinos. Oh, no. Second week, half of them showed up. Third week, none of them. It was just her mm. and Sammy. <laughs> 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 I would put it on Facebook. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. be at Third Street Open Mic. Come check it out. No one showed up. Hmm. And yeah, I didn't expect it, dude. It yeah. was like from the beginning. It was just. Um, have you gone on stage yet? I haven't. No, that's I coming. You tell me you wanted to do it. I was gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm almost glad I didn't do it when I was though. Yeah. It was weird. I was like 17. It was just, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, especially after the show the other night, yeah. I was looking around. I was like, I could actually, uh, I would like to do this. Like, fly in, do a spot. Yeah. I mean, that's heaven to me. Yeah. yeah. Be it music, be it comedy, you know, yeah. like, so. But yeah, because no, I, I remember you, you talking about it years ago in interviews. Yeah. When, when uh, you would, you would, like, I think you told Joey, too, on mm-hmm. the podcast, you wanted to do that. Yeah. You wanted to do comedy. <clears throat> and now you're 21, 22? 21. 21. Now you could easily get into... How were you working at the club if you weren't 21? Dude, I was 16 working at that club. Yeah? Because they have a restaurant license. Oh, okay. So, very odd. But I got treated like crap. Everybody there was like 30 working yeah. there. They're like, all right, kid, get out of here. Yeah. What <laughs> were you doing? I, I was a door guy. Yeah? So, okay. come in... I seat the people, but then I'd run in the sound booth, run the sound. Then I'd run in the kitchen, help with the kitchen. Yeah, it's pretty much everything. That's what. So okay, so that's what Sammy was doing for okay, a long time yeah. at the at Reno Tahoe Comedy Club. Okay. And, and, and that's our home club out there. He was doing the sound. He even got a bartender's license at one point. Mm, wow. I mean, he's older. He's in his twenties, but yeah. That and then eventually he started doing comedy. But he all he knew pretty much the in and out of the comedy club. That's the thing. Cool. It teaches you so much. Like I learned so much working there. And I, I think the biggest misconception about comedy is that it's all light behind the scenes. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's la- you know you work at a comedy club, everybody's gonna be walking around having fun. Yeah, yeah. Not exactly. Yeah. There's moments, but it's not. It's not like what people expect. I think. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. 
But I, I think that was a good experience for me because I learned that this isn't this is sort of a rough, a little bit of a tough world, entertainment. It sure is. <laughs> you know man. what I mean? Like, it, it is. It's not the easy path. You know, uh, working at the club now. You know, now that the facade is, the veil is taken off. Right? Yeah. When you see these headliners and these guys that are features, man, it's rough. If you're not, if you haven't blown up. You're living week to week. Yeah. You're private. You're an independent contractor. Yep. You're out there trying to book your gigs, and it's rough, man. That's why, like, I'm. But if you persist and you keep like persist, persistence is key, right? Yeah. You keep persevering. It's eventually it will pay off. Exactly. If you make the right moves too. If you're a comic that's a headliner is always partying mm-hmm. and always getting super drunk. I mean, I have nothing. I drink. Mm-hmm. party dude but yep. if that's their all they're, they're doing blow and wasting their money mm-hmm. and this and that it's like they're never gonna get out of that routine yeah it just sucks but then you have people like i look at people like a bill burr mm-hmm. or sebastian yeah i feel bad that i have a daytime job i feel bad but at the same time i look at some of the headliners and it's like damn i don't want to live that life either why not I, I don't want to live the life where I'm barely struggling for the money. Right. And I'm I'm over here kissing bookers' asses yeah. to book me. Right. You know? Yeah. I I I that's like Bill Burr talks about it. he did construction for over ten years on his first ten years of comedy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. He had his uh wait for that motorcycle <laughs> but he he did he did comedy and was a, con- a construction worker for a long time wow man you know that's insane to think one of the biggest comics in the world yes yeah digging ditches and jumping on stage yeah that's crazy yeah dude so i was like what doesn't he do he flies a damn helicopter like yeah. the guy's nuts like yeah. i've never seen anything like it yeah <laughs> and i think adam carolla uh He's all in. Uh, he's a huge construction guy too. Yes, I yeah. mean he didn't do stand up until later on in life. But mm-hmm. you, know, you know, he literally dug ditches. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you have like Sebastian waiting tables, and and this is why. Here's why I say the facade, the the veil that we all like. You said it's all lights and it's all this and that. But when you go to L.A., I, when I went to L.A., it was lifted. The veil was like. I, w- I thought all these guys I listened to on podcasts, they were full-time comics. Nah. A lot of these guys, I'm not going to mention names, yeah. but a lot of these guys and girl comics, that they're hilarious on podcasts, and they even have specials, dude. They wow. Have a, some of them have day jobs. That's crazy. It's, yeah. That's insane. I guess it goes to the same for music, though. Yeah. Because kind of yeah, interviewing dude. artists, you kind of find that out, but that's why. Because yeah. that, that is the facade, because people see you on Netflix are like, they're they're rich yeah you know it's like but it's not true and i know some people on netflix that have done like let's say those 10 or the 15 minute specials or the 20 minute specials Mm -hmm. barely have money to pay rent wow so comedy that's why it's something you really gotta love and you're doing it because you love it not for the money hell yeah you know i guess like any art any art is really like that i think comedy has a lot of that in podcasting almost more so because it's like a lot harder to make any cash in that. <laughs> some guy just threw some bottles in the middle of the street. 
That's, that's uh, Vegas for you. That's Vegas. <laughs> Bring back the rumper guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that guy. He's so much yeah. <laughs> that's him. He just covered up. <laughs> he covered up. <laughs> <laughs> we were making fun of him. All right. <laughs> How are we doing on time? I got some questions, but yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I mean, if we, if we go a little over, right? What time is it? Eight forty-eight. Yeah. Okay, bro. Well, how much time you got? I'm good for a couple of questions. I was okay. just wondering in terms of, of spots, because you mentioned like LA, you can go out and do a lot more spots. What's it? Yeah. Because I know you said like a place like the Laugh Factory doesn't really have show up, go up. Is there a, is there a lot of that then? or? Uh, where? like in, L- in Vegas, yeah. In Vegas? Uh, the only ones really doing that for locals, comedy clubs, is uh, it used to be LA Comedy Club mm-hmm. and Edwin Spot. But now there's been new. Right now, comedy is blowing up again. It's crazy. Nice. So new comedy clubs are opening up. So there's a couple. There's like two clubs downtown that they're like that now. Yeah. They're catering more for the young talent to go up. But other than that, there's a really cool comedy scene in Vegas that they say, if you don't want to put us up at the club, we're gonna make our own shows. Hmm. So it's like this new movement, this new scene where they're hmm. they're showing up to a bar and saying. What's your slowest night? Okay. I'm going to do a comedy show and I'm going to have people come here. We're yeah. going to perform and we're going to make you money at the bar. Nice. So there, there's these like Ian, this guy named Ian uh, Rainier. He produces these shows called Fun Days out here. So okay. yeah, Sunday Fun Day, tonight at the Stand Dollar, fun, sun, uh, Monday Fun Day. So he calls them Fun Day as his brand, but he's producing them throughout town now. Wow. So it's like if, if the clubs aren't booking you, Make your own shows. Right. And that's what Sam Tripoli... Uh, Sam Tripoli is originally from Vegas. He started comedy out here. Oh. So the, the, the history of the comedy scene in Vegas was D- Doug Stanhope. He was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He was coming up yeah. as a comic out here in Vegas. Right. After that, kind of the, the scene kind of died out. Vegas has never really been a place where you start. It's a, where you end. Right. You know. Established sort of, or more yeah. so. You yeah. come here to have your residency. Yeah. And you finish your career here. Right. So it's really hard to kind of start ass backwards, you know. You're like. That's true. You know. That's a good point. Cause you're in compete- terms of my thinking. Yeah. Because I'm thinking I want to come out to a place like this and start. It's doable. It's very doable. You did it. Yeah. But. Very doable. But. But. I'm not looking down on it because times change, you see. So the thing, if anything, it really helps you. Maybe it inspires you to get better because you're competing Mm. against Cirque du Soleil. Yep. Yeah. You know, you're competing. This is the entertainment capital of the world. Honestly. You're competing on a Friday night against two chains, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Aerosmith, you name it. right? Yeah. So you, you better like put up a really good show. Yeah. Look at these people on the bus staring at us. What up? What up? Nobody's there. Nobody's staring at me. I was like, I'm looking I saw for one person. I saw one person. Like, don't stare at me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, so, oh, so Sam Tripoli, his mentality was nobody's going to book him because at the time, this is before LA Comedy Club. Yeah, okay. He's like, nobody's going to book me. I'm going to do my own shows. And he wow. started doing his own shows out here. Started producing his shows and eventually moved to LA. But, you know, it's, it's a great place to start also i think i yeah. think in my opinion vegas is it's actually pretty tough mm-hmm. compared to other places yes because you're really competing like even the, the shows that my buddy ian produces you're at a bar in vegas 
is not just performing at a bar. At the bar, they have slot machines. Right. So you're performing for the attention of those patrons. Right. To stop gambling and turn around and listen to, you know? So and look away from whatever game is on. Or exactly. Yeah. I used to do an open mic. I used to run my own show at this place where they had uh, that basketball machine. Man, <laughs> if somebody put in that dollar and started playing that <laughs> while we're performing, oh, it was so loud. It You're was like, horrible. Fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy, but that that's kind of what it's like right now in in Alberta. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like people are going to every bar, and they're like, I, "I'm going to do a show here. We're yeah. going to do it on this night." And then they work, they practice, they get their name out, and they go to Toronto. Yeah, I, I don't know if you performed in Canada. Not yet. I haven't been to Canada. Honestly, man, I think you should check it out. Like mm-hmm. even Edmonton, it's not the most gl- nice city or whatever, but the clubs like Rick Bronson's comedy club, that's the one I worked at. Yeah. So good about bringing people in, doing spots. Okay. And the Toronto scene is crazy right now. How like far is Edmonton from uh, Toronto? It's across, pretty much across the country. Oh, so wow. So it's far. But Edmonton's in the, in, is in centered? Is in the it's middle? It's in the western part. So western, it's closer to Vancouver. Yeah. Right next, right next to, to it. it. Alberta. Yeah. Oh, what? So I'm I'm sound like an idiot American. What's no. Alberta state or a province? It's a province. Yeah. So the equivalent oh, I'm of a, a state. real idiot. No, no, it no. wasn't even a state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same Country. same idea though. Same thing. Yeah. You know. So it's like, yeah. and it's we're sort of the Texas of Canada. It's 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 oh, like really? a, yeah. It's like a Western yeah. kind of. You know what I mean? That's why I'm I'm looking to relocate. Like. Why am I driving past bales of hay? Like that's got nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, I gotta be in a place like this. You so know? you're thinking of uh, changing scenes? Is that what you think? Oh yeah. I, I, it was always LA. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you earlier, I don't want to live in Cali right now. A lot of tough regulations, especially if you let's say I was to hopefully one day make it big and start making a lot of money. You have mm. a hard time in Cali. You know what I mean? As you guys yeah. know, it's like you can't build a house. You can't do shit. You got a room, have room. I mean, you'll probably have roommates here too, but mm-hmm. it just, it, it really is tough. My, my buddy, I was telling you earlier that he was renting a studio yeah. for like almost a grand before that when we went to visit him. Remember, he was he was roommates with a chick sharing in a studio. In a studio. So weird. That's crazy. They were sleeping in the same room. Like uh, bed on the on the floor. Yeah, like what? yeah, like he had his little bed, a little air bed on one side of the living room, a little kind of divider type of thing. And I'm like, this is what people are paying for to live wow. out here. Now he's great. He's in a great apartment now with a buddy that it's a condo. Well, he deserves it. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But, man, people. That's crazy. People pay a price to live for a city like that, or like I would imagine New York. I was just gonna say that's that type of New York thing. Yeah. I know, I know, I have friends that are comedians, like guy and girl, they're comics, but it's almost like they're just in a, oh, well, they're boyfriend and girlfriend, mm-hmm. but it's almost like they're just in a relationship just to, so they could be roommates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most effective So they could afford it to live in New York. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That, that yeah. New York is a whole different animal yeah. when it comes to the comedy scene. Yeah. In my opinion, I think that's where people should do comedy. Yeah. If you want to grow and get big, start in New York or yeah, yeah. or relocate. Not, I, and I take it back, not get big. If you want to grow and become a great comic, right? Do New Go York. to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a place I've never been either. It's a beautiful city. I'm it looking really to hit is. that up. It, as much as people shit on it because it is dirty and a lot of rats. I got to see a lot of rats, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it really is. It's that everything you see growing up on TV. That's one thing I like about here is that it. As strip area downtown I don't see 
like i'm sure they have them i don't see rats i don't see cockroaches really i'm yeah. sure they're around but yeah it's a lot cleaner than a lot of places in the summer you'll see the cockroaches that fly in the summer oh shit the flying cockroaches <laughs> so this is this is just a season where they're away right yeah 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 okay good thank god for that i'm coming oh, back yeah. every november <laughs> damn <laughs> no vegas is a good spot though it really is but um yeah yeah i just uh, i have so you and and sorry i've been you if this is a swap guest i've I just been uh in in uh enjoying just talking and hearing myself talk no no <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking bro but i wanted to ask you um so what 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 do you think what what would be the reason you haven't done comedy yet because that's what you want to do still or you kind of it's, it's an aspect of what i want to do okay it's sort of one of those things where i want to do comedy i want to act i want to host shows mm. so it's one of those things where and i also am working on music now yeah so i'm sort of just trying to decide what to start with because i feel like any of those guys like you look at you know big examples but somebody like a will smith a queen latifah even yeah it's sort of crucial where they start yeah so i don't know how to introduce myself to the world in that regard yet Mm. you know what i mean i don't know if they're gonna really want to hear music from me as much if i get on stage first Mm -hmm. i'm not sure you know so that's honestly and i'm nervous i see yeah but when you look at how you started when you started doing podcasting you started right from your bedroom oh yeah i started from recording on a built-in mic and then playing it back into that built-in mic to post it yeah <laughs> it sounded terrible yeah. sounded like i was underground yeah. <laughs> but 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 hey man you were you were producing art that's it you're doing it i i i don't think it's so much about where you start okay because where you start is not where you're gonna finish that's true you know so that's very important because you don't want to finish you don't want like why wait to move out here let's say here's what i recommend and this is what what steve simone told sammy okay. this is what sammy did when sammy finally did comedy because mm-hmm. sammy kept talking about doing comedy wanted to do it and steve simone said you know the jokes that you prepare the jokes that you say one day on stage the first they're not even going to matter a year after that. Right. That's none true. None of that matters. I said, I'm going to send you the link of my set. Please. I don't do none of that shit no more. Okay. I don't. Because yeah. why, right? You, you grow out of it. New you stuff. grow out of it and you realize, oh, this is the easy way of doing this. Mm. This, is the, this is the easy way to get shock value laughter. Right. The humor. I was, because I was just a baby in comedy and I still am, but why wait? Why wait to be that baby in comedy next year when you could be, be a baby now. now and be a toddler next year you know what i mean absolutely yeah because that's a good time point it's just passing it's just flying by it's insane you know? feels like you were just 14 when i first heard you on joey's i know it was just a lot of people still think i'm like a little six kid years it's been six seven years yeah. and it's like yeah I, it, it's great that you took your time and here's the thing when you do it when you finally do it do it for a little while and you might decide this ain't for me yeah wait, there's nothing wrong with it yeah but i wouldn't say wait till you have the perfect joke the perfect bit because it's not going to happen that's true the perfect bit the f- perfect joke you know enough about comedy that that doesn't really happen until you work it out on stage a lot yeah no one will tell you what's good other than the audience right the audience so yeah. it's like you got to get up there and find out what's good you go up there you record with your iphone the audio the audience, the audience is going to help you write your jokes. 
Yeah, when you when you listen back and you ate a big fat one, you're gonna cringe, but you'll be like, ah, yeah, maybe I, after three times, okay, I need to change this joke or give it up. Yeah. And she's like one of the best at telling me when a joke. Yeah. <laughs> the honesty's there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's so honest because I'll keep doing a joke. She'll be like, you should change this part around. You already tried it, and you know it never gets a laugh. Sometimes a little too honest. A little too honest. <laughs> a little too honest. Where I get mad at her. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I was like, I like Can that one. Can you handle the truth? Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't like to tell her jokes before I try them on stage anymore because if she discourages me, <laughs> and I, now I'd rather impress her. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather like not tell her, do it on stage. She'll be like, oh, I like that one. Or, because I, that's another thing. I, don't, I, I think it's better to hold off your joke. And if you're going to try it, try to do it in front of somebody, but in a sneaky way. Oh, yeah. Don't tell them you're writing this because then they're going to want to add something or change it. Yeah. that's uh, And uh, that's always kind of weird, too, when you see that. What, she, what are you looking at me like that? I'm not looking at you. Oh, you give me that look. I just You're like, I just oh, knew. okay. I <laughs> but she, and, and sorry, but but she is, she's dead on, though, when she tells me that I need to switch something up. So yeah. Switch. Like, last Friday, I did that joke, the, the iguana the iguana joke it's just a, one of the dumbest jokes <laughs> ever i and i'll just say here i'm not trying to material i'm just going to give you an example mm-hmm. but like i say um uh whenever you ask somebody if you have a kid you know when it's somebody that doesn't have a kid and they have a dog or a cat they respond no but i have a dog right. or, no but i have a kid it's like i didn't ask you if you had a cat yeah i see you had a kid yeah you had a kid <laughs> yeah. and only and i say on the joke only people that have um cats and dogs respond that way right <laughs> we think we're better than people <laughs> right know? right i have dogs you know but it's like you never hear somebody say oh no i don't have a kid i have an iguana right <laughs> it's just a cat or a dog yeah yeah <laughs> so i do that joke that joke gets a laugh but then i have the other joke after that the, the gerbil part i say i don't have a kid I, I have a gerbil yeah you never hear somebody say that yeah <laughs> you know and and it worked better or? it works better but but she's right though she's heard me say those two jokes side by side and they can't it's either or yeah so she's like you need to drop one of them mm-hmm. because one gets a good laugh and the other one doesn't or then the iguana doesn't and then the other one does so this is the writing process of it that wow. i'm trying to like kind of it's just an example right so yes she tells me drop the iguana just try the gerbil and then i do it at LA Comedy Club the, right after Sam's show and then it, it, it went a whole different way same joke but same with joke. a little change a little change right. because what you say after oh yeah yeah oh you can't say it I don't want to give up my punchlines oh, okay. no I'm just kidding <laughs> I'll probably not even yeah. do this six months from now <laughs> you'll but buy tickets at www.freddykorea.com <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's it's. I'm embarrassed to say it. it's just so stupid oh, okay. it just, I say uh, you never hear somebody say, I don't have kids. I have a gerbil. Mm-hmm. His name's Richard Gear. It's just right. it's a stupid <laughs> joke. It's a throwaway joke. But you're working on it. Yeah, working on it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, part of what you mentioned, and I like that, and I hate to always compare it to other arts, but they're so, so similar. It's hard not There's to. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I, I, hear, I heard this music producer interviewed. I can't remember him, but big time guy. And he said, an artist should never show somebody their song before it's done. Yeah. Because if they, like you said, if they discourage it, it'll affect you. But if they encourage it, it'll yeah. affect you. Yes. So that that was a really cool thing that Damn. I heard. If somebody's like, that's, that's really good. You're like, this is good. But what if it's not? That's deep. You know? So th- I always think about that. I yeah. try to finish 
but sometimes I think about it too much to the point where I can't put anything out. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a trade off. Yeah, but it's a good point. Like that's so good. Yeah. If even if they encourage you, it's gonna affect you. Yeah. And it could be a really bad. Like it not might not be good because that is so true. Because sometimes I think of a funny premise, a funny joke, and I'll share it with um with uh, a a buddy that's a headliner, a pro comic that does it full time. And their vision is not my vision. Mm-hmm. And they try to go a different way with it. Yeah. And I just listen to their advice. I'm like, ugh. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's gross what they're telling me. It's true. Yeah. You know? So yeah. you got to keep that close. You yeah, know? very but close. It's a, but it goes back to what we talked about before. It's the audience. Yeah. It's the audience. Yeah, the audience. And, and that is true because growing up in church, I used to write songs, like worship songs. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys grow up religious or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, my pops did. Yeah. Me me a little bit, yeah. We went you're, to church Christmas. Yeah, it's a minister? Yeah. What 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 kind of like uh right denomination? Anglican. Anglican, okay. Yeah. You owned a church, right? Yeah, he's with I grew up in the church. I went to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. Was choir boy, I was in the altar boy, you name it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so I I mean I used to write music. Write write songs and stuff, you know, I was the worship leader and I would show sometimes i noticed that that's so funny i I would show some people my songs and they would always give me some kind of advice that affected me a weird way i never thought about it like that who said that who's the one that gave you that i can't i just saw it somewhere who said that yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so good (laughs) i was just looking up yeah i was looking up like music theory and stuff and it's just that that was just i always think of that yeah all the time because i'm always tempted to say like hey i just wrote these two lines of a song yeah but that person that you're telling that doesn't have the rest in their head they don't have the concept so yeah. it's completely out of their world out of your world it just becomes something different at that yeah, point yeah yeah so yeah I, th- I think you gotta f- you gotta get it ready yeah you know not gonna go on stage with half a joke I guess fuck no <laughs> well, but but look there's nothing wrong with, with trying to get advice from somebody or some feedback yes because somebody that um, that has you know has done it for a little while might have you know a little bit more insight or something so like yes you know whether it's if, feel free to reach out to me when you want to yeah man work out a joke um or uh and i've have helped a lot of friends that i met through the internet as well like my buddy dave nunez and che shout out to them in houston they, they started doing comedy and i would they would send me their their ideas and i would give them some feedback on it nice you know but i would always tell them the thing the same thing it's yeah until you do it on stage you're not gonna know if it's yeah you know it's crazy. But, but it's, a, yeah. it's a crazy game. Yeah, yeah. But you could you could clearly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Yeah. I can't I wait do. to get on stage now, though. Yeah. I'm, I think it's it's just a feeling. That feeling you had when you went to LA Comedy Club, you're like, I think I could do this. I could. Yeah. Do yeah, dude. That's the that's the bug. Yeah. That bug's trying to bite it's you. Brewing, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> we were at an open mic. Um, we would go to the open mics when Dave told me to go check out these spots i i started going to these open mics and like i said it took me like six months to actually yeah man up and do it but i would go out there i forgot to mention james goff huh james goff is another comic that with dave working at the same comedy club catch a rising star okay he came to reno and i told him i wanted to do comedy he gave me advice and he's like he's like next time i come to reno in a couple months if you're not doing stand up you i'm kick your ass because i just gave you all this advice you didn't take it then i just wasted my time and bro 
like he's one of my mentors. I still I'm in touch with him. He lives in New York. Nice. He's a beast of a comic. It's crazy. And anyway, what was I saying? I forgot what you I said. Was. He was, you said he was going to kick your ass if he didn't That's do comedy. Right. That's yeah. right. So. But so okay, so then I started going to the open mics, and oh, that's what I want to get to. Yeah, that bug, that thing that's brewing you. I would see the guys going up, and I'm like, I am way funnier than these guys. Right? Fuck these. That's guys. the other one. I'm funnier than this yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just you, your your ego, whatever it is inside of you. But there's really nothing wrong with that. That's just you being, you know, having that competitive spirit and all. That. Right. You know, I could do better than that, mm-hmm. which is great. You Maybe know? you're not meant for it if you don't have that. Like if you don't yeah. have, like if you don't have some of that, I don't think right. you belong in it. The difference is just don't don't do it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, put it on Facebook. Yeah, be, be an asshole. <laughs> exactly. No, th- th- well, that's the, that's the hardest thing. It's like <laughs> every I murder t- tonight. You yeah. Know, you know. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> every time I go to write something on social media in this day and age, trying to do entertainment, I think about it for like ten minutes. I'm like, am I going to uh, post yeah. this? Yeah. It's crazy shit. But what's the perception you're going to give? Yeah, honestly. But I th- think it's getting better for comics. What do you yeah. think? In terms I, of the censorship I, and, I, I think I think it's 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 getting better, um, and I'm just gonna sound like a hack because I just heard Rogan say it and it's so true. It's good and bad, mm-hmm. and I'm just repeating pretty much what I heard. I think today, on a on a recent episode, mm-hmm. he says getting better because people are taking more risks. Yes, but at the same time, it's it, it is a little bit bad because people are so f- so they, so they. They get offended too easily. Yeah. But that's why when you do take that risk and it hits, that's the reward, you know? Right. But, yeah, as far as comedy, you know, there's there's comedians that they want less comics. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a person that I want more comedy. I want more people to be doing comedy. Right. More of a more, selection. More podcasters. Yeah. You know? See like, who lasts as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's interesting because you said like a lot of the guys, they, they're just like, where is he? Oh, he just doesn't come around anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's sad. It's sad seeing people that started comedy with me or or people that started before me that let's say they were five years in. Yeah. And then they quit. And now it's almost like they stumped their growth. Yeah. And they're, they they remained a little five-year-old in comedy. Hmm. You know, and then. They didn't continue. And yeah. and And it was like. I have somebody that, like, the person I'm using as an example, he, he was doing comedy. He was already, like, headlining. Mm. Five years five years doing comedy, dude. Wow. Killer. Wow. He decided to stop doing it <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. And I saw him recently, and it's like, we're, like, at different levels now. Yeah. That's a trip. I'm not as nearly as talented. He has his natural talent. Right. But we're at different levels in the sense that he stayed small. He stayed in that little... Hmm. The material never grew. Yeah. You know? The subject matter and everything. Yeah. And then... It's sad. It's really sad. It's weird. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, it's, a strange, it's a strange thing. Yeah. What I admire is the guys who... I'll leave... I won't go to a comedy club for four months and I'll come back and the guy's sitting at the back still. And I'm like, oh, he's been here every other night since, since yeah. I've been at home. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. For yeah. dedication. Yeah. But... There's nothing wrong with quitting comedy. If somebody wants, if they figure out it's not for them, it's not for you. Know what I mean? What are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not hating on that. No. You know, just a perse- just a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But about after this conversation and after the other night, and I'm probably gonna try to see another comedy show somewhere around here. Yeah. I think it's time. It's it's well, I know it's time. Yeah. It's, it's past time. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, maybe we could get him some tickets to the cellar, huh? Oh, there's a cellar seats. here. Is that the real? Oh wow. Yeah, it's a great club. No shit. It's a great club, but. Um, oh well, th- that's one of the clubs that they're not really catering to the locals, but it's just a great club because yeah. it's the cellar. Yeah, Laugh Factory is a great club. Brad I, Garrett's, you yeah. know, they got Kimmel too, right? Kimmel now, yeah. Oh, I saw Kimmel's that one. a m- recent one that's been catering to the. He, they they've been putting young up and comers. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's, that's good. Cool. Yeah, with a big name like that behind it, that's yeah, what, that's yeah. what they should be doing. Yeah. Well, we have this this thing. We we might if you guys are up for one night. If you guys want to go to celebrate, when are you guys leaving? Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, I could probably get you. I just got to pick him up at the ticket booth. Yeah. Oh, sweet, man. I'd love yeah. to check it out. Yeah. That was my first comedy show out of country, so out of Canada. Cool, cool, cool. Some yeah. crazy shit. The cellar is a different style. It's more like the comedy store because they put like five or six comics and everybody's just 15 minutes. There's no like headliner, headliner. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's Just people cool. come up. Yeah. But That's it's pretty incredible. cool. So you feel like doing it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I do. And, Absolutely. And, and you mentioned music. What are you doing with music? Like, are you playing music or are you uh, making beats? What are you doing? Uh, both. I, I've been playing drums since I was like 13. Okay. And I'm picking up guitar now. I write raps. I, I write like acoustic songs. Mm-hmm. Just everything. Because I'm, look, I'm just looking at artists. There's artists from sort of my like generation who are around my age. Yeah. Who are doing stuff like... I don't know if you know XXX Tentacion. Yeah. He got shot and everything, right? But he was 20 or yeah. 19 when he passed. Yeah. And he would release an album of a Spanish song, hard hip hop, yeah. screamo metal. Yeah, yeah. All in one album, acoustic. And I was like, you know what? I think the most beautiful thing about music, especially, is that there's no rules. As long wow. as it sounds good, that's yeah. the only rule. Yeah. So I'm like, it's just such a nice creative outlet. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. It's you just have to dedicate to being a multifaceted artist because like I don't want to come out as a rapper or a rock guy yeah I just want to come out as an artist and, so. and, and even that I'll tell you like same thing as comedy as it goes with comedy there's open mics for hip hop wow you know there, I, I guess know, so I, eh? I, I'm sure if you find them in, in Edmonton yeah uh, in the state of uh, Alberta yeah <laughs> <laughs> my favorite state <laughs> yeah the great state of Alberta uh, you'll find you'll find a uh, there's open mics for for that for for hip hop. There is actually. Yeah. I actually went. I, it wasn't an open mic, but I went to a showcase. A showcase, yeah. See. Yeah, and that was one of the things that, like, okay, I really opened my eyes. I would say start going to those and start going to some open mics uh, for for hip hop because that's going to encourage you too. Yeah. And I would say even that anything that you want to do, I wouldn't. I, I I disencourage to wait till you move to the place where you want to. I say start now. I agree. The earliest. Now, now that we're talking about it more and I've sort of been hearing it, but yeah. it's, it's just, I feel like things make more sense when you yeah. change your perspective. Yeah. So now that I'm out here, things are making more sense to me. Are you recording raps and everything? Yeah. Spin some bars and all? Yeah. Go out there and, 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 and go spit some bars. Yeah. You know, go do it. I saw some guy with a mic out on the strip. I was like, I want to grab that and start rapping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Start doing it. it, it it's... All in all, what I see in you is like you're you're a creator, you're an artist. You know, ever since you've been interviewing people, yeah, that right there is an art. Yeah, you know the the way you're able to to ask questions and 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 get something out of somebody, like a response. Uh, uh, when you ask a question, you gain an answer from them. Mm-hmm. 
and at the same time you're controlling the narrative with the question right i heard yeah. larry keen on wtf a long time ago mm. that was um, a good one i heard that you too. Heard that one yeah, too i remember bits and pieces yeah i learned so much from that one because he's one of the greatest if not yeah. the greatest interviewer like he's just great insane and, and what he told mark Marin is that you could control conversation with questions yes and a lot of people just want to talk and just do their spiel but mm-hmm. if they jump in and ask a question they could really take a hold of that conversation. yeah switch things up yeah that's yeah. so cool yeah, yeah i i love larry king man yeah i mean obviously if i'm if you're an interviewer i yeah. got the, i got the chance to well when i interviewed adam carolla i yeah. asked him this one question and he was like that's a good question and that night he interviewed larry king and he was like, I did an interview with some kid today, and he asked me this, and I wanted to ask you. Oh, wow. And I was like, Larry King's answering my question. Like, <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Yeah. It's yeah. like a guy like that, and even Oprah, I fucking paved the way f- for even a podcast. Yeah. She, she was like one of the first men on the street interviews going into the audience. So what do you think about this? Yeah, yeah. Tough sure. topics. Yeah. It's the original, man. Yeah. So it's big respect for that. Dude, when Oprah interviewed Michael Jackson yeah that crazy see I'd, that's what type of stuff i want to do like i want it to be like nationwide on tv like 6 yeah. p.m the interview yeah with such and such yeah you know it's like and then she backstabbed him and interviewed the, the, the <laughs> accusers <laughs> yeah yeah seriously <laughs> we'll go make a documentary yeah. <laughs> how, how, how do you feel drew like your son interviewing all these big people and all that? what was the first time you found out about that did he go up to you and ask you yeah he came up to me what, what year like 13 yeah, I was like, like, well, I was like I 10, wanna, 11. I start a podcast. I'm like, a what? So what's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom too. Yeah. Yeah. So he had an old app, MacBook, and Bill, that's all you had. And I think you, like you said, you. Just to write in the built-in mic. Right. Yeah. And that's all he had. And he made it work. We didn't stand in his way. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's sort of weird to think about because if it's been like 10 years. So it almost feels like all I know in a weird way like yeah. i just wake up i check my email i send out requests and i work on them that's all yeah. i've been doing for like 10 years yeah so mm-hmm. it's like it's just ingrained at this point i love it so and you were 13 well i was like honestly i was like 10 10 but when it really got serious was when i was 13 yeah and then like kiss reached out to me and shit like that's when that started happening wow so so what was the first time you decided like or it like popped in your head i want to interview people it was when I first heard Corolla. Corolla? And I, I first heard Rogan. The first episode of Rogan I heard was with Corolla. It was episode 101. That's how far back I go. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I heard that, and I was, first of all, blown away by the language. I'd never heard anyone speak like that <laughs> and so vulgar. But yeah. I was like, this is interesting. And then I was a KISS fan, so I started listening to a KISS podcast. Because ah. I was reading a book about KISS fan magazines. Yeah. I got that book because I was such a nerd, right? Uh-huh. And then it t- talked about how people would make their magazine talk about Kiss so much that they get the recognition and finally meet the band and interview the band. And I was like, I want to do that. So then I discovered a podcast at the same time and said, I'm not going to do a magazine. I'll just talk. Yeah. So that's how it, it was like a perfect storm of Corolla and Joe, Joe Rogan and Kiss. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it just made sense. And who was the first person, uh, was it Kiss first that you interviewed? Somebody from Kiss or? No, I, it actually took me about four or five years to interview a member of kiss the first person i ever interviewed was <laughs> I, I was reaching so hard the guy who did the artwork for the kiss monopoly box <laughs> i oh, started wow. so small yeah yeah and they, you know 
choppy connection. We cut in and out, and but he he just said figure it out and call me back. Yeah, I was friggin' eleven. Uh huh. No, it's just so yeah, and then so you were eleven at that time. Yeah, and then after a while with the kiss stuff because uh, it was just a kiss podcast. Yeah, I got tired of it. Yeah. So I started a second show. That was when that reporter kid started, and I. I was young and dumber, <laughs> and I hit up Joey Diaz, and he came on the first episode of that show. On and the very first one? The very first episode, because I had done the, the kiss shit, gotten mm-hmm. a bit of a name. Joey saw it, and he saw one of my little YouTube videos. You remember the cinnamon challenge? Yeah, yeah. That's how I got introduced to Joey. Oh, wow. I tweeted it to him, Yeah. and he retweeted it. He must have been high. He was like, this is fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I reached out, and then the next day, I got a tweet from Red Band. He's like, when am I coming on your show? Not fair. Oh, wow. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And and then all the Death Squad guys started coming in. and You had Red Band as well? Yep. I had Red Band, Ari, Sam Tripoli, Eddie Bravo, you name it, man. Steve Simone. I mean, yeah. And then when I started working at the comedy club yeah. in Edmonton, they worked out a deal to give... It was actually in the contract for the headliners. You're going to come. You're going to stay at this hotel. You're going to do the Cassius Morris show. You're going to do your set. So I do an interview with all the headliners. Wow. Tom Rhodes, you name it. So I learned so much, man. Yeah. Like, I, it, I don't know of many people who don't do comedy that learn so much about it, but I love learning about it. Yeah. You know? So it's like... Wow. Yeah, so it's it's been an interesting road. I love it, man. Some of you them know? have been, uh, well, a lot of them have been uh, over the phone, right? But yep, phone, but, Skype, in person. In person, like you had Ari in person, right? Yep, and on Skype. And the on first Skype. first time was on Skype. I was like wow. twelve, and then he came to the comedy club. I did sound for his shows, and yeah. I asked him to do the show. He did it. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I got to meet Doug Stanhope down there. I think I worked sound for his show. Bobby Lee, I met. TJ Miller I mean it's a great club like it's they bring yeah. in a lot of names you know so it's we like, should have started with me asking him questions because this is so much more interesting <laughs> no man come on <laughs> <laughs> for listeners no. you no. have to wait until uh, an hour <laughs> <Please>. into it <laughs> hey man I was fascinated with what you were telling me though because it's yeah. a new perspective and I, and I think at least I know that you do more of the, the lighter conversational stuff this is a little newer for my listeners and this is something I'm trying to inch into mm-hmm. so I think they like it like the man on the street stuff and all that yeah I'm, I'm yeah. gonna do some here I think because I got a little last cord so i can just put the zoom in my pocket and just walk around with a mic yeah so i was thinking of just walking around interviewing some people here because i did it in edmonton yeah dude you, um a good spot to hang out is by i would say like harris i mean anywhere really but yeah you could just go up to some people i mean there's always people walking around yeah i've always wanted to do that yeah go out, just interview people about just random stuff that's going on or something like that yeah, yeah. and a lot of people that do it they do it with an agenda yeah you know, you'll see a right-wing guy go to a left-wing gathering and he's trying to disprove everything they say. Oh, yeah, you yeah. you see shit like that. And it's just like, I'm not interested in that. So I just, I want to give the experience just of the street. Yeah. You know, so I was thinking maybe Fremont Street even. Yeah. Something like that. I loved it down there, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Did you go to... crazy uh, down there. Where the, so you went to the casino area. Did you, did you get to see like the bar scene right after that? Yeah, we, we left like the, we left the enclosed part. Okay. And we we yeah we walked around a bit. Good. And that's we saw the biker bar. Yeah. All okay, that stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All that area is pretty. It's pretty nice. Uh, Gold Spike. If you go back, check out Gold Spike. Okay. It's like they have giant Jenga, uh, giant uh, beer pong with 
trash cans. Oh wow! They got all these cool like like games. They got Foursquare. I don't know if you ever played cool. that. Tetherball. Heard of it? Heard it's Foursquare. Yeah, they got all that stuff. But yeah, it's pretty cool, man. And um, kind of wrap up. One of the biggest ones that I, I thought it was huge was when you interviewed. Uh, I think you interviewed Joe Rogan on Adam Carolla's show. Yes. So yeah. Adam had you call in. Yeah, and interviewed Joe. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, when we mentioned when you talk about coming full circle, when in the many ways you have, like with Joey meeting your heroes. Yeah. That that was that moment for me, because that like I said, the first thing I heard was Joey and Adam, and mm-hmm. then here I am with Joey. Sorry, with Joe and Adam. Yeah. And it was just that was I was physically sweating. Like yeah. I was so I was t- petrified for that. Yeah. But like, I've never been more nervous in my life. Wow. But yeah, I mean, I can never thank Adam enough. I got the chance to thank him recently when I interviewed him. I told him you were one of the first people to give me a chance in this business mm-hmm. and I will promise to make you proud. Yeah. And he, you know, so Oh wow. I got genuine love for that guy, man. He's he's a he didn't have to do he didn't have to take my original call. Yeah, yeah. You know? So That's it's, it's cool. big respect. I love that. Shout out Corolla Digital, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Honestly, man. Yeah, man. Well, that's pretty cool, man. And uh, you've had uh, then extensions, like I would say, like me or Miss Cleo. Yeah. From from the church and all that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Now, we, uh, I met Willie the other night. We've yeah. had, uh, had a couple people, man. Yuck Nasty. Did a podcast with him. I love the church fam, dude. Yeah. No better group of people. Even the, I love the secret group. I don't know if well, it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> uh, the, oh, the ch- the Facebook. Yeah. Oh, the Jesus. Facebook uh, group. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. nine hundred people, but they're the best people. Oh yeah, that group. Yeah. Because there's several groups. Yeah. That group is like the main group because uh, that's where Joey jumps yeah. in and talks and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it is the secret secret group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. nine hundred people. Yeah. But they're badass. Oh yeah. So it's like. No. Um, I don't. I don't uh, promote a lot of like. I don't like to spam groups with. But um, once we release this, I'll definitely put it on there because it's. Yes. It's church related, you know. Absolutely, so, man. So yeah, and, and they're they're really cool, man. They, um, they, they made me an admin on that group. Oh, and nice. I'm just like the worst admin because I, <laughs> I don't really go in there control stuff, but <laughs> yeah. they have a lot of them. They have like 20 admins, but it's yeah. just so cool to that they even made me one. Yeah. So, and it's cool that everybody interacts. You know, yeah. Joey jumps in there. Joey jumps in there. It's yeah, beautiful man. Yeah, uh, that guitar guy, uh, Sinkerin. Okay, I've seen that name. Like that. I didn't know. I didn't He's know. He's been on Joey's podcast a lot. Okay, he gets on there. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's it's really cool. But um, yeah, man. Uh, so what's what's next for Cashes now? You came to Vegas mm-hmm. for for a week. Yeah, going back all inspired. Yeah, what's next <laughs> is making some goddamn money and getting to L.A. Yeah, and doing L.A. <laughs> yeah, that's what's next, and then come back here. Yeah, I'm. I really like the people I've met here. I have some friends, some connections. Yeah, dude. I I just love it. Lizzie and I are always here to help out. So yeah, it's great to actually meet yeah. you guys face to face. What yeah. what's next for Freddie? What's next for Thanks for the invite. Oh well, what's thanks, popping? thanks for the invite. We're just about to release episode two hundred with Lee Sia. Hey, oh wow, congrats, yeah. man. He was on. I think he was on my hundredth episode. That's, Mine too. That's funny. Oh no way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool. yeah. He was on my one hundred episode. I guess that's his gig, the hundred episode uh, man. Yeah, man. he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And I think he was on the Cobra Cast hundred episode. I don't know if you oh, know Bobby. I do, Bobby, Bobby Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, I stayed with him in Austin recently. Oh, nice. Went, that's where went he's to at. Visit and uh, yeah, he's he's a great dude, man. Uh, 
but yeah so lee lee Sai is on my 100 episode with my co-host ian burford and my my buddy sammy we talk nice. about our experience at skank fest this year and all that so that's so cool man yeah it yep. was pretty cool but uh that that's what's next pretty much as far as that goes uh the podcast studio is almost done at my house oh so, wow um i'm doing a lot of remote i want to like i'm very inspired by you a lot like oh, thanks, I, to- I told lizzie uh, a while back when when i saw you doing remote interviews it, it lit something in my head i'm like oh thanks i need to start doing this we have the technology we it's yeah just, it's just a matter of getting off our asses and doing it well yeah exactly man you know? and likewise with the comedy and everything yeah i mean you know yeah. it's so so that that's that's something that like when i think about all the people i know in comedy i could have all these great names jump on the podcast even if it's just a 10 20 minute interview yes their name's going to be on thanks for the invite yeah you know that's the thing people get too carried away because joe rogan does three hours so everybody wants to do three it has nothing to do with three hours it has to do with the content exactly you know so it's like that's the way to do it so where where can people find it should we do our plugs yeah let's do the plugs okay man you go go ahead please all right uh freddycorea.com and you could find all my social media on there instagram all that stuff and, and uh, if you're in Vegas, anybody listening that, when, even if it's a year from now, if we're still here, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, hit me up. You want to go to L.A. Comedy Club? That's my home club. So I could, I, you know, it's on me. I'll, yeah. I'll comp whoever wants to go watch a nice. free show. Um, I don't get points for it. It's just I just want people to have a good time and enjoy themselves. So nice. L.A. Comedy Club, I'm always there performing. Tuesdays is my regular night unless something changes. Uh, but... And, and, and as far as that goes, I mean, follow me on social media to see upcoming shows. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I'm on tour or anything. I have a day job. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> At least you got a website, which I'm lacking. My website's down right now, but I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Cassius Morris, Cassius Morris underscore, and uh, Facebook.com slash Cassius Show. That's the Facebook page for the podcast. There you go. And this has been incredible, man. This is so much fun. It's been a long time since I've done a swap cast. So this was yeah. really fun, man. Same here, dude. I did yeah. one with Bobby Sharon. Oh, nice. Yeah, a long time ago, too, though. But, yeah, I, I'm excited. We bought a house last year, so it was hard to jump on the podcast. Oh, well, I congrats. Would, I would set up on the kitchen table and then tear it down. And I'm like, no, I need to have a podcast room. So Yeah. So, so now it's finally, coming. Yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. So. Well, I can't wait to see the finished product. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. It's great meeting your dad, too. Absolutely, man. Great to meet you, brother. I love it. We got to get a photo. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a photo. We should ask that? No, no, not that guy. (laughs) Cassius, uh, where could people find you? Instagram. You just said it, and I just fucking asked you. It's okay. (laughs) Don't worry about it. All social media. All social media. Cassius. Cassius. And and we can continue to pretend to talk while he takes a candid candid photo. Oh, yeah, huh? (laughs) There we go. Take some, baby. But, um, so what should we pretend we're talking uh, about? Uh, I think I could actually talk about how damn good that food was. That food was really good. <laughs> really good. That food was really I good. I got to come back and get that platter. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad did mention, uh, you'll be sorry later, something about the beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I caught that. I caught that. You caught that? I caught that too. I was like, <laughs> so you got to better <laughs> be careful with the <laughs> the bombs that are gonna go on tonight i got that. i'm just gonna have to walk around the lobby for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> right on man well cool thank you bro right, thanks man anything else 
I think that's it for me, brother. Damn. Now right. we're 27. Here we go. Much love, guys. We out. <laughs>